0: Brady Papinga, longtime former NFL player, Green Bay Packer, Super Bowl champion, NFL analyst, fluent in Spanish, has called the Super Bowl in Spanish. Our friend joins me right now on the program. Hello, Mr. Papinga. Hey, Billy. Long time no talk. To you hey too, that. buddy. Good to hear your voice, you good? Man. Good to hear your voice, pal. Great. Um, good. <laughs> good. Yeah, you sound. I love the energy. I love the positivity you bring. By the way, life's short. I, you know you gotta, you got like to enjoy yeah. these moments if you can. A little harder for, for Aaron Rodgers in the Packers right now. That's my tra- little transition. Now, I'm really interested in your perspective because you played for the Packers. You're actually friends with Aaron Rodgers. You know the guy. He does not sound particularly happy these days. He does not look particularly happy these days. He obviously did not play well in this past game with all those turnovers. Take it wherever you want, Brady. What is your sense and your read on, on Aaron Rodgers and, and the season he's having right now?
1: Well, I mean, it's, a, it's how he gets. This is his competitive demeanor. I mean, when he's not winning and things aren't going as he likes them to go, because for the most part in his competitive life, he's been able to dictate kind of, not dictate outcomes, but he's been able to win a lot and ha- have success and whatever visions of, you know, grandeur of accomplishments that he's had, he's been able to live them, except this year. And maybe you know, there's, been, I'm sure, other times throughout his competitive life that this happened, but he'll put himself into this position where he gets Andre, he has high expectations, and then, you know, he's not afraid to express that. And so, and, I mean, he should be. They're not playing well, and they should be playing better. I mean, this isn't a function of a team that doesn't have enough talent and enough good players to be really good. And you got a future Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, you've got enough good players around him, you have an offensive line with the return of Bakhtiari that, you know, they've, they've played well. I'm not saying they've gone out and been, you know, road graders and dominated games, but they've played well enough to where they shouldn't be sitting where they've only won three games. You know, they should have, you know, they should have beat the Giants. There's there's a number of games you can go through where they could easily have won, you know, up until this point, four or five, maybe six games. You know, just, you never know how, kind of, you know, certain plays then lead to momentum changes and changes in trajectory of confidence, and then that helps you win the game. Uh, But they're not that far off. He knows that. But he also knows time is running out this season to where if you're going to go on a run and and make some noise, you don't want to do it in the last six weeks of the season where you're you're out of playoff contention because if that happens – General, uh, uh, general managers, front offices tend to have the vision of, oh, season's lost, let's go into future mode. And you start basically building for the future, which works against him. His future is now because he doesn't have much future left. He knows he's on
0: the back end of his career. Brady, we, Brady Papinga here on the show. We've obviously seen Aaron Rodgers pull some rabbits out of, out of hats in the past. Now, this would be a difficult one. But as I look at the schedule, they've got Dallas. They've got Tennessee on a short week. Now, that game, I think, is at Lambeau, which is a big advantage, but the Titans are a good football team. They go to Philly. They go to a Chicago team I can't even believe, I think, maybe is sort of a challenge, but they've looked better. They play the Rams. They go to the Dolphins, I mean, and then it's Minnesota-Detroit. But my point is, not not an easy stretch of football games. What is your confidence level that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers can win enough football games going forward that they are in a playoff contention situation toward the end of the regular season.
1: Well, I mean, the Buffalo game I thought was a turning point in their season. The, the second half, you know, I, I I really was impressed with how well they played, how resilient they were, because that's one of those games to where in the first half they're starting to you're starting to get this vibe to where it's like, oh, we can't stop them offensively defensively, they're just continuing, you know, just stifling us. It's it's a lopsided affair. Oh, it's really easy at that point to just kind of lay down and, and just take it and, and get blown out by three, four touchdowns. They actually fought back and they proved that they can play with and beat a team of the caliber of the Bills, which those teams you mentioned, they're upper, the upper echelon of the uh, of the NFL teams right now. I mean, those are all playoff contending, most likely playoff qualifying teams. So, uh, can they go on and run? They absolutely are capable. Um, it's just, it's hard at this point because, you know, football, you got 11 guys that you are completely dependent on, on every single game that everybody has to do their job, do it in the right moment, and think. And they have to rely on one another. And what happens is when you get into this moment where you're spiraling into these losses, Guys start to do or attempt to do the job of other guys. I, I, I believe Aaron's in that mode right now. I believe last game, you know, there was a couple. I mean, and these are like you, you hand the ball off and you score a touchdown kind of plays where he decided off to go to the pass and he threw interceptions. You know, it, it, it's, it's those simple kind of plays where it's like, hey, just trust it. Just let your guy slam up in there. He's most likely. I mean, you got Dylan. He's got three trunks for legs. He's most likely going to score. But Aaron, I think, feeling a little pressure, feeling a little kind of like I got to make something happen, decided, hey, I'm going to pull it and throw it, boom, and he throws two interceptions in the red zone, which are just the the biggest killers of turnovers if you rate them. And so that right there is the microcosmos happening on all levels of the Packers. You break down their film, there's plays that are just awesome plays to where you're like, if they can stack these, yeah, they can go on a run. But that's hard to do because it takes a certain level of just letting go, trusting and relying and depending on one another so much that even if you fail, you got to just be good with it. And Aaron's not going to be, you know, a lot of guys aren't good with that. And so that's where they're at. So my, my answer to your question is simply, it's not very likely they're going to go on a run. It's really not because they're, they're so thick into this. It's almost habitual to where everybody's trying to do too much because they're getting to this point to where they got to go on a run, but
0: they have to, they're capable. they can do it, I'm not saying they can't it's just not very likely Former Green Bay Packer Brady Papinga who once let me hold his Super Bowl ring even though I'm a Bears fan uh, here on the show Uh, Brady, last Packers question for you then I want to hit some other things over the last few years as everybody in media, myself included have contemplated and wondered about about Aaron Rodgers' future you have been pretty spot on in, in predicting what maybe he was thinking I know it's all guesswork but you obviously know the guy and you play the game. What's your level of confidence that that he's going to be Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback in Green Bay next season?
1: Oh, man. Well, I do know this. I do know that, A, he wants to finish his career as a Packer. He wants to do something that most of these other – you know, Tom Brady couldn't do it or didn't do it. He probably could have. He just had to take less money to stay with New England. And then had to have a little bit more patience to deal with Bill Belichick. You know, Brett Favre couldn't do it. Um, Joe Montana couldn't do it. And so those, those three guys, the reason why I bring those up is those are three guys that have a very uh, large impact on Aaron Rodgers' career trajectory and how he categorizes himself. And he sees those guys, and I think the one thing he looks at is, I can do something neither three of those all-time great guys could do, which is I can finish my career as a Packer. So having said that, because I do believe the Packers are smart. What I've learned in the last couple of years, I do, the front office is smart. And that is, if you have a Hall of Fame quarterback and he's willing to play for the amount of money that you're going to pay him, um, which Aaron is, then you ride that wagon or bus or whatever, you ride that guy until the wheels completely fall off to where it's just like done. They're not there yet. So my guess would be yeah, he'll be back, because he wants to be back, because he wants to do something special that the other all-time greats that he respects and highly regards haven't done. And then at the same time, the Packers, who also are part of this equation, want him to be the guy until he's just not the guy anymore, because who's the alternative? They don't have a guy. They're smart. Until you have another guy, there's no reason to turn. And so at least that's that's how I believe and, and I understand the Packers group. I think he's still going to be back there. I think, you know, the only... I would put to this is if some team uh, they'd probably have to be the 49ers just came to the Packers and said okay you can take our next three even though the 49ers don't have any draft picks that would be tough but let's say they're able to somehow acquire draft picks I don't know how they do it but let's say they did and they came to the Packers and said look you can take our our next three drafts into the future plus Nick Bosa and we'll take Aaron Rodgers that's probably a scenario where the, the Packers would be like okay we'll do that Uh, But outside of that, I I anticipate him being back to Green Bay. And I anticipate him wanting to finish on a high note, meaning he's contending for a championship, which means he qualifies for the playoffs, gets into the playoffs. And so I I don't see this. This is not the beginning of like, this is not the end right here. It is the beginning of the end. I was going to say, not the beginning of the end. It is the beginning of the end because he's ending his, you know, he's on the last part of his career. But I don't see
0: this as his last year. Brady, what do you make of the Colts hiring Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach in, in Indy?
1: That is an outside of the box hire. Oh, my God. You know what it seems like to me? And this is what it seemed like since they, they basically signed Carson Wentz. That didn't work out. Then let's get Matt Ryan. Oh, that didn't work out. Let's bench him. Let's go with this guy. They're kind of shooting at the hip there. Ursay is leading. So, Ursay, their owner, I, I believe from the outside looking in, is intervening way too much into football operations. And here's the problem, okay? I, and maybe if you're a, a you know, Heisman Savant, I'm going to tell you what, what my experience with this is. Uh, you'll know who Ty Deppner is. you know who Ty Deppner is They're Bill? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Okay, Ty Deppner won the Heisman in 1990. He went to my alma mater BYU. I idolized him growing up, not because I wanted to be a quarterback, just because he was one of the greatest players to play at BYU. One of the great offensive minds. You know, he went and played with the Packers for a number of years, the Eagles, and he started for the Eagles. Point is, is that when he was with the Packers, a lot of times he would run the offensive meetings. Point is, everybody thought, this guy's going to be an amazing coach someday, even myself. Uh, Fast forward to a couple years ago, he gets hired as an offensive coordinator for BYU, and I'm thinking, this is unbelievable. This is is a home run hire. And then my younger brother, who's into coaching, goes, Brady, you have no idea what he's going to have to manage. He's going to have to manage the offensive line. The receivers. He's gonna to have to coordinate it all together. Hence the name offensive coordinator. He's gonna to have to. He's gonna to have to put everything together. And I'm like, oh, that's a good point. Oh well, let's see how he does. He was terrible, horrendous, like terrible. They fired him, right? I don't see, like, unless you have some background in coaching, I, I just don't know how you can just step in to an NFL team and just say, hey, I'm the coach. Here we go. Uh, that's not, that principally to me makes zero sense. I mean, just think of any trade bill. It's not like you could get some Joe Schmo, although the guys listening think they could do this. They couldn't walk into your seat and host a show. You got the producer probably talking in your ear right now while you're trying to get a thought together saying, tell this Brady Papinga gotta shut up because we gotta hit a heartbreak in two minutes." I don't know, I'm just kidding. But the point is, is like, like without an experience to step into these roles that require an immense amount of expertise and to expect them to succeed. I think, you know, I I bless Jeff Saturday's heart. I mean, he's going to go in there. He's going to do his best, but he is for surely not set up to, to succeed. He, He, I mean, this looks like a, an experiment and it just, principle doesn't make sense. I hope it works. I really do. I hope there's just this natural innate ability to get in there and organize everybody and, you know, have all your your full staff, players, coaches buy into what you're selling, and they just take off and they do well. I hope that happens, um, but I just
0: don't see it. It doesn't make any sense that it would happen. That was such a great answer, uh, Brady got on the show. Brady, last one for you. Uh, do you, since you're on the West Coast, you're a West Coast guy. Do you feel a level of confidence that the Pac-12, that the West Coast, is going to have a chance to be represented in the College Football Playoff, presumably by Oregon, but you know. It's been a chaotic year. Who knows how things end? I mean, it should be Oregon, but I would say no.
1: And it's just because there is a huge bias in the Southeastern Conference. I mean, you heard you know, Kirby Smart when they faced Oregon this year. Oh, we just got so much better players than Oregon does. It's like, no, Oregon made a cross-country trip from Oregon all the way down to Georgia, okay? That's not only three hours, but it's one of the longest flights. NFL teams have difficult times making that trip. OK, point is, there's an immense amount of bias with the SEC that the people pulling the strings know that there's a bunch of money involved. So when you got bias and money, things don't tend to work out your way. So I don't see a team out of the Pac-12 going into the playoff. I, I imagine they're going to go for Georgia, Tennessee and probably like a three loss Alabama just because it's Alabama. And then, you know, they'll pick somebody else from the Big Ten. Ohio State, obviously, probably would be the one. That pops out, but uh, there's too much bias, too much money right now. That's why we got to expand this playoff, create greater access, and let's let people play on neutral fields to where everybody has to travel, just like a regular playoff. NFL does it. Hell, you got even you know what all those leagues in Europe they do it. There's a reason. Yeah, it's called legitimate competition. Right now, the college football world does not have that.
0: Brady, Papanga Breaking it down. Take that, D-Cell. D-Cell just booed you. Whenever you get booed by D-Cell, I do a lot, Brady. You know you're on the right side of the topic. I'm telling you. That's when you know you yeah. are correct. All right. This guy, he wants a one-team playoff. Uh, Brady Pinga, you're a good man, buddy. Appreciate you being on the show. I know it's a busy time. Great to hear your voice. Thank you, as always. My pleasure, Billy. Good luck to you, buddy. Hey, about- love
1: your stuff, man.